3: Enjoy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. This is news night. In the next 60 minutes, suspension of laying of allies LA seeking to restrict importation of selected items. A testament of a government that listens. That's according to the information minister.
4: We engage, we listen. We have a sense of the importance of this policy. And more importantly, the uh, need to get everybody rallying around it.
3: We have reactions to this government u 10 Also minority in parliament demands the 15-year lithium mining agreement between the government and Barari DV Limited be laid in parliament immediately for legislative scrutiny.
5: We demand that the Akufato led government tables or lay this agreement before parliament without delay. And let me also caution Barari that any attempt to commence mining without parliamentary approval would be illegal.
3: We have details of that, and also the minister for Lands and Natural Resources describes as unfortunate comments by the former Chief Justice sophia Kufu, suggesting some persons are benefiting from this deal.
6: So, it may get a little difficult to confront some of these things. Look, I am reluctant to get into a banter with her or to, to make comments which are uh, which can potentially sound disrespectful, but really
3: and also what is so special about the anti-gay bill words of chairman of the constitutional legal affairs committee who says his committee will not be forced to railroad the bill through parliament
7: what is so special about the anti-gay bill we have a public business which is the intellectual property bill which was introduced into the house one month two months before the introduction of the anti-gay bill so
3: Details from a news conference organized by a chair warning if the NDC politicizes the bill, passing it will be difficult.
7: Let no person attempt to clothe this bill with any political color. The moment it is clothed with political colors, I am sure that my people will support me and will have a esteem on this bill.
3: We'll get on the floor when the issue came up.
8: Unfortunately, I'm told that because the chairman of the committee was not available, my deputy speaker did not permit the bill to be taken. I take that as a decision made in error.
9: Speaker, from what you said, it appears to me that a report has been given to you which is inaccurate.
10: And in business, IMF awaits deal between Ghana and external creditors to aid the disbursement of second tranche of funds. And in sports, we hear from Ghana football legend Abedi Pele, who says
11: criticisms meted to his sons in the Black Stars is because of how good they are.
3: And Belgian national identified as spokesperson for new political group, the New Force, stands prosecution over allegations of using forged student document to obtain residence permit in Ghana since 2018. We have details of that case. That and more here on Newsnight. You may want to join us with your thoughts and comments via WhatsApp 055-1111997. we We're live on Facebook, joyonline.com. Leave your comments there on all our social media platforms with the hashtag newsnight i am mfa apaul
12: and my name is evans mensa we start with that uh, controversial ally uh, which now of course will not be laid because government has taken a decision to pull the brakes on that we had that from the information minister kojo ponkrumah who said the decision to suspend the laying of the proposed legislation to restrict importation of selected goods shows that the government listens, the government pulled the brakes, did a massive U-turn on this uh, just after the interview that uh, the Trade Minister granted us, in which he was emphatic that it will go mm-hmm. to the House and that he had actually secured a deal with the Speaker to clear the path for it to go. But speaking to join in Parliament, the Minister says further consultations on the regulation is now in full
4: swing. The has not uh, met since the last time Uh, you know when he uh, shared the information on what was within the uh, li and that it was coming to uh, parliament but i think as we are here we engage we listen we have a sense of the importance of this policy and more importantly the uh, need to get everybody rallying around it because what it would do is that it will ensure that the um, local production of all of these items is boosted. And if you've watched about two three budgets that have gone by, this is a major point that we've been making. But it is important to ensure that we're all on the same page as we do that. And so the idea is to ensure that the outstanding uh, stakeholders uh, get an opportunity to have their views expressed and considered, uh, even as we consider this policy. The laying of the airline has been suspended so, that um, the various stakeholder groups that still have outstanding issues can have those issues discussed um, with the ministry. The laying of the legislative instrument is being uh, suspended to enable the um, various stakeholder groups who have still got outstanding issues to have those issues uh, discussed and uh, hopefully addressed before. Um, uh, the next line of action is taken on that particular policy. These consultations usually are meetings, and as the minister mentioned, there have been a lot of meetings that have taken place um, with the various stakeholders, um, and that he even had assurances from the uh, minority uh, before he was uh, to bring the uh, instrument onto the floor. And you know, because it's an ally, it's not going to be amended when it is um, laid. But subsequent to, you know, the attempts to lay it, There have been questions, issues that have been raised, and uh, consequently, he's going to engage some more before the next line of action
3: so that's the information minister there. you had him on the media news earlier also announcing that uh, particular decision to backtrack and give further details to my colleague Kwe let's take some reactions uh, to this uh, latest decision uh, when we knew that government was hopeful that they would be able to pass it uh, amongst others but the executive chairman of the food and beverages association John Awini joins us live we are grateful uh, for your time on the media here on Joy News Wheelie, really, I'm sure that this is the news that you were waiting for isn't it
13: well, I think let me say a good evening to your listeners. But this is not news. Our person like I was waiting for a person. I think this news that every Ghanian was waiting to listen to because we spoke not from a selfish point of view, not from business perspective, but we spoke for the common man, for the voiceless, the kinky eater, that grassroots person, the water eater. We spoke to that. Uh, uh, Woman, uh, that we do we spoke for all those kind of uh, people and clearly we're expecting that the government will listen because also when we look on the ground clearly there is nothing on the ground that warrants this LI the local industry is literally not working poultry farmers are angry and in the budget you realize that the finance minister has even come out with the issue of uh, uh, carbon emissions uh, taxes, 100 cities per uh, carbon emission. And if you intend to build local industry to promote manufacturing, how can you come out with such tax? At is, on the same breath, you are coming out with an LI to restrict to promote local industry. Carbon emissions, almost every factory in this country falls in that category. ECG falls in that category. The fruit juices, everyone, and clearly, come 2024 as this budget approves, prices will shoot up. And prior to the budget, we were crying. The cost of doing business in the country is very bad. Cost of doing the country is very very bad. And so we expected. We never expected that this LI should even be drafted. They said coming events cast their shadows. We never saw the domestic in- industry being prepared for such an LI. They say Broiler Revitalization Project 5.5 million uh, day old chickens have been given to the poultry farmers. I interact with these poultry farmers every day. They would like the ministry to go around with media people to point out where those day old chickens are. For those who these
12: are issues that you now get an opportunity to put before government when they call you for the consultations. As you've heard the information minister say, the consultations will be made much broader. Give me a sense of your position on this when you get into the room to talk to the government. Is it that you don't want this restriction, this LI at all, or you want to to change the, its terms and the provisions in there?
13: We don't want any L, that LI at all. Clearly, no, because before you come out with that LI, you should have prepared your domestic industry. They say if the foundation will be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The foundation for this LI does not exist. And that is the truth. What foundation have they laid for the rice sector? How much rice do they have in their buffer stock? What foundations have they laid for the poultry sector? The poultry farmers are crying. If media people have their ears on the ground, you will hear what they are talking about. Some of the day-old chickens they have given to poultry farmers, they are selling it, at 30, they, they've sold it at 36 cities per day-old chicken compared to what they get from the market at uh, 13 cities. So we are telling them that it's a good policy for us to produce enough to feed ourselves. Earlier on this year, July, India banned the exports of rice to the rest of the world, and India is one of the biggest. So I am all for, for years, irrespective of the government in power, I will support technically, professionally. Any government that will help us produce sufficiently, even not full sufficiency, 50, 60, 70 percent. We can keep on going merry-go-round mm. for all these years. So your position is clear. Build local
12: capacity first before you think about restrictions. I want to bring in the president of the Association of Ghana Industry, Humphrey Daker, who joins us right now. Uh, thank you, Mr. Daker, for your time here on Newsnight. Thank you, Ivan. Um, tell me, now it has been redrawn. It's not going to be laid after all. What's your reaction to this?
5: It has been suspended.
12: It suspended, been yes. Redrawn.
5: Thank you. Be careful for your piece of work, Ivan. It has been suspended. And the fundamental reason is the difficulties in the perceived implementation plan. I believe uh, the other party, uh, NDC, on the uh, press conference Summit Sami Fe and even from that of the uh, majority minority speakers, that in principle they do agree with the airline. The difficulty has to do with implementation, as they so perceive. So it is not in doubt that the two parties appreciate that the policy is right. And so let us explore the subject matter of implementation. I believe the subject matter of implementation has arrived as a result of a number of myths. There's a bit of um, discontent with the party in power because of a number of related matters. And the the other party raises it as a subject matter on the basis that they do not believe that the existing party, through its ministerial appointments, may grant... What you call licenses or permits to their, so, uh, their uh, party uh, importers. But the subject matter is when you go into this space, the major importers around this major product go and transcend beyond party personalities. Most of them are even foreign companies that really do the excessive import. The intent and objective of the era. Seeks to balance the balance of payment and the forex. When uh, my other party we just interviewed, asked the question the fundamental, the fundamental and capacity building is based upon the economic environment, which has a large extent to do with the forex, which this airline seeks to correct through the balance of payment deficit and the, and the forex related matters. So if you go to the root cause of the matter, in the short term, this is what the allies seek to correct. We are in an IMF period That's like that we're still in a very fragile economic position. So if government table this, allies seeking to correct it and create sustainable forex to aid and build capacity, because capacity is not going to be built by government interventions. In the private sector, you create the right environment when the cost of doing business is correct. We will build capacity. And that is subject to the cost of doing business, which is underpinned by the forex, which is as a result of excessive imports, which this LI seeks to correct. Unfortunately, friends in the import and export who are screaming that a wrong <coughs> LI, ask them how come the the opposition party will even accept the uh, LI that the principle is correct let us focus on implementation strategy if we seek to do this country well and to build this country correctly let us go back to look at the implementation options but
12: yeah i mean but but, 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 be, but but to be but to be clear extent my, of which this country but, but to be clear, the minority into... the minority came round to say categorically that they don't want this in any form and they agree that you must first lay the foundations, which is create the internal capacity before you even attempt a restriction, but also... But even, you cannot lay, you cannot put the tax before the, horse. the
0: what, which is? Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count.
2: if your forex,
5: the, va- the volatility of your forex affects your debt position of your country, which triggers inflation. And then triggers the monetary policy rules which then brings for a high cost of doing business by virtue of the policy rate and lending rate. If you seek to correct the economic environment, you tackle your forex. How do you tackle your forex? This is one out of the lot. So if Others are keen to discredit this point that they cannot solve this problem. That they are not. They don't mean well for this country. Our proposition is: if the principle is correct as they admit, can we intellectually explore the opportunity of implementation? If we do, we will find a way to make this country what we all seek it to be. So, respectfully, the other parties that are screaming. That they are into import only. Ask the who are their members. If the forest position is volatile, no businesses will survive. And therefore, I suggest to Awuni and Guta and the related friends let their research department tell them what it matters. The forest must be managed. Government does not seek to ban import. That's not what government is saying. Let us manage and prioritize imports for the purpose of managing
12: our forest and our balance of payment. You are going, going, to, definitely join, you're going to definitely join the consultations. Your position, mm-hmm. you're going to join the consultations that government says will have Why not? we have got to do it for our country and our citizens yeah, and our children. Your, your position from what you've asserted is this should go back to parliament for it to... Fully and we
5: are willing people. to engage and consult because it's a long-term solution to our problems. And if government has suspended it, the intent is that they want to stick goodwill and credibility from the populace but now you could see that there's a lot of venom there's a lot of uh politics discredibility but people are not even believing government can execute it the myth is that there'll be what we call the moral hazard which is the chronology how do we diffuse that yeah m- m- you, the, like you,
12: you you don't only have the likes of Mr. Wuni to contend with you have the imf itself to contend with because the imf is clear on page 76 of its uh, program document, quote, no imposition or intensification of import restrictions for balance of payments reasons. It's clear that the government cannot do what the government is doing. When the
5: IMF tables this condition, you will just subject it to the WTO rules. Under Article 11, all right, it gives us room under the WTO rules so, even the IMF rules are subjected to the WTO rules.
9: Yeah, but the, IM, but the, IM, but the IMF,
5: you know
12: rich. you know what they say? He who pays the piper calls a tune. They say you know, they're paying us, And they are clear the that you can't do Companies within what the, you the IMF, give respectfully.
5: Companies within the IMF that believe that this restriction will affect their companies will call the ambassadors. They'll call the EU ambassador and lobby. So, it becomes a subject matter of lobbying so that they are export. But to them, It's good for them.
12: So respectfully, we must be nation builders, not nation wreckers. Well, except that, Mr. your, your, Mr. Winif, quickly, the government has already signed up to this program, so it's sealed. You're not going to renegotiate the terms. These are the terms. We accepted it. We've taken the money. You can't change it now. Is that to me? Yes.
5: No, because government is still negotiating. At this stage, government seeks to get the external creditors on the debt track frame. Unfortunately, that is where we find ourselves. So he who calls the piper calls the shot. So unfortunately, we are at the short end of the, of the road. It, it shouldn't suggest that we cannot speak our mind and do what is needful for our country. We're looking at the long term. The debt track are obligations that we will
12: definitely see. Mr. Do- thank you, sir, Mr. Dake. Mr. You you, you you have an entrenched position. Are you willing at all to move your position to accommodate the others a- and get a consensus on this?
13: No, Outside. I like to. Uh, the position is that clearly we are not prepared. And so, talking about the fact that we have to uh, balance of payments, please ask uh, my good friend his own members. How many of them don't import? The fruit juices, do they buy the pineapples, the mangoes, the oranges from the farmers in Ghana here? Yes. The tomato pears producers, do they buy tomatoes from Ghana here? Yes. Don't they all bring concentrates down? In what way are they helping to the, the local farmers to boost production? All these years, while? If he says they want to manage imports, is he saying that his members who are set up factories and then they are packaging Concentrate. They bring down from wherever they bring it down. They will
12: stop production or do stop packaging. No. Hmm. Well, Mr. Awuni, thank you very much. And that's the executive chairman of the Food and Beverages Association, John Woody. There earlier, you had the president of the Association of Ghana Industry, Humphrey Yimdake it looks like you're going to have a very interesting period of negotiations and consultations between the government and all the parties that we've just had there.
3: And interestingly you've been bringing up the issue about the IMF and that package that will last all the way to 2026 and you've been talking about the importation and intensification of import restrictions for balance of payment reasons. Well, uh, Kofiji Minta is here. From our research There's been looking at this particular page 76 that you've been talking about. Yeah. Let's go through it. What exactly says about this particular issue?
14: Well, MFA, I'm Amongst other things, there are four things that the government of Ghana cannot do while we still remain under this IMF program between 2023 and 2026. The first one is that we cannot or there will be no imposition or intensification of restrictions on the making of payments and transfers for current international transactions. The second that are inconsistent with Article 8 of the IMF, um, you know, Articles of Arrangement, and the last one, that's the bone of contention, which is there will be no imposition or intensification of import restrictions for balance of payment purposes. Now these four performance criteria, according to the IMF, will be monitored closely.
3: Mm. Well, but stay with me because there are other issues about the IMF uh, that we need to tackle. It's I mean, important. It, it's the budget, top, the mm-hmm. budget was yeah. just
12: approved, and as we know, it's according to the Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Muhammad Amin Adam, it was one of two conditions still outstanding for us uh, to secure the next tranche of the IMF uh, bailout, six hundred million CDs uh, dollars. He said to you on, on Probe that those two were key. Uh, now they have the budget out of the way. But there's one more that we need to meet. And that is what is making it uh, a, a bit on setting. When that IMF executive board will take our case and release
15: the next round. Listen to him put this in context. But you knew that as of October, we had negotiated and finalized the the staff agreement. Mm-hmm. And when you and uh, finalized the, the staff agreement, it means that you have met the conditions. There are two conditions that we were left to meet. Number one condition was the presentation of this budget, which uh, uh, takes to achieve the fiscal path of 0.5% uh, software. Mm-hmm. And number two is to have an agreement with our creditors as far as the negotiation over the restructuring of the debts are concerned. So this budget has been presented. And so one of the two remaining has been has been met. Mm -hmm. We are determined to conclude uh, the negotiation to get uh, some agreement which the fund uh, has indicated to us. They will accept for them to set a board date and then approve it. When are we uh, getting
3: getting those agreements? When when are we getting those agreements? Especially with our external creditors. When are we hoping to get that?
15: Well, we're hoping to have this agreement soon. And uh, the next tranche should happen uh, in the last Uh, week of November to the first week of December.
3: Well, so that's what uh, the Minister of State at the Finance Ministry, Muammar Amida, told us. But how many timelines so far um, have we missed? Kofi, you've been looking at it. We, yep. we talked about it earlier. And then government issued a statement. Now we've mm. been giving another timeline. Yeah. First week from the end of um, November all the way to the first week of December. We are almost done with the first week. In fact, done with the first week. Yes, w- how sure. many timelines? Let's talk so, MFA,
14: sure, we know that the initial timeline set by uh, which government of Ghana was expected to get access to the second tranche of the IMF $3 billion package was 1st November 2023 that was the initial timeline not for executive board approval but that was a time that by which we're expected to get the the second tranche of 600 million dollars now after missing this timeline government officials have gone ahead and before to give assurances that they expect to get the executive board approval by the first week of december mm. uh, 2023 so those are the timelines and all have been missed
3: okay so you've been looking also at the funds executive board schedules mm. and whether ghana made the list for december 2023 let's let's take a look at that in particular
14: so the ministry of finance when they responded to our online publication on november 9 stated that quote the exact timeline for the board date Is determined by the IMF Executive Board. So, if this is so, MFA, then if it's determined by the Executive Board, then let's go and check uh, their calendar for the uh, the next seven days of the year and see if government is actually uh, part of this, uh, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. calendar. So, we go there the last time that they updated this was yesterday, Mm -hmm. December 6th.
3: And is Ghana there?
14: Ghana is not there, MFA. So, if you look at 7th December, these are the countries that they will be looking at. There's one on Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also uh, 12 December. They will be talking about Sri Lanka, uh, Bangladesh, and uh, Somalia on 13th. And 14th will be Congo, DRC. There's Benin also on 14th. Uh, there's 15th, which is uh, Suriname. And then Comoros uh, is somewhere also on 15th. So the next seven days you don't see the name of Ghana in the calendar
3: okay so these are the timelines that we're giving and um, from the website of the IMF and our checks it doesn't look like we're anywhere close to getting that second tranche unless government has any explanation or the IMF will give us further details on this but let's bring in Professor Godfrey Bucking um, he's an economist he's been looking at this has his ears and eyes when it comes to this particular IMF deal thank you so much for your time here on Newsnight. so shifting timelines what exactly is keeping our second tranche you say from what you know
16: Oh, it's quite clear. Uh, The IMF, when the staff level agreement, after the first review was reached, the press release they were very clear that um, the board approval will only come after an agreement has been reached with the official creditor committee. And that is what is still outstanding. So, and as uh, Kutu said, um, the timelines have been mixed and, and it was a bit interesting. Government was using the 2024 uh, budget approval as a precondition. No, it's not in the program because if by first November we should have gotten the six hundred million, we all know that by then we wouldn't have presented the budget to Parliament in the first place. So, therefore, what is outstanding and what is keeping us from getting the the next tranche of six hundred million dollars has to do with the fact that the country has not been able to secure the agreement with official creditor committee when it comes to the restructuring of our external bilateral debt. Remember, the external debt are categorized into two components. We have the external bilateral and then the external commercial, largely eurobond. The agreement that is expected here for us, for the board to consider our, our document is not the external commercial, it's the external bilateral which is being handled by the Official Creditor Committee, co-chaired by China and then uh, France. Okay, and as of at, as at now, that that agreement has not been obtained, and that is why the board has not approved it. Now, in the case of Ghana, because agreement hasn't been obtained, it's not specifically in the IMF time schedule now, but if the, if the agreement is procured, let's say by the close of tomorrow, don't be surprised that the following week the board will meet to approve the program. We, we saw a similar situation with respect to the first the program approval on May 17th. When the when the financing assurance was obtained on May 13th or so, the following week, uh, May seventeenth, the board met to approve our program. So the board is actually preparing as uh, in anticipation that agreement will be reached for them to quickly I approve for approved for the next branch of the, uh, the 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 release to, to hit our account.
3: Well this is um something that we'll definitely be looking out for but from where you sit are you actually hopeful that all these agreements will be reached for us to get this before close of year, for instance?
16: It has been a bit complex monitoring from afar and the fact that um as of now agreement hasn't been reached. Um I'm quite hopeful that by the end of this year, we will cross or will scale that war. Uh, the reason I'm saying so is that the IMS and uh, bilateral countries are increasingly aware of the of the of the severity of the situation, and the fact that we are unable to secure the border approval and get the six hundred million dollars, given that we are still making uh, uh, making some level of progress with the proposed syndicated Loan. The implication could be that. If you look at the way the program is structured, the next program review is in May 2024. So, if the fund does not use this first review as a day to get the agreement, then the next time that pressure will come on uh, the creditors to make good on their promises probably will be towards May. And if you look at the dollar deficit gap in the in the in the economy. Without the 600, with the 600 million alone, it will not be enough, because we expect that by the end of 2023, the country would have gotten about 3.5 billion dollars by way of external debt relief to complement inflows from the IMF and the World Bank.
3: Well, uh, we've been hearing how hopeful uh, we've all been when it comes to uh, meeting in this particular timeline, but let's see uh, what government comes up with uh, when it comes to this particular uh, missed timeline. Because we're giving by the end of November, all the way to the first week of December at least. That was the last assurance that we were given by the Minister of State in charge of Finance, Mohamed Amin Adam. The
12: but latest on this, I uh, spoke to Kudjopongkrom on mm-hmm. Top Story, asked that same question. He says, well, he hasn't been given the latest okay. information on this yet he will check when next we can hope to get the IMF to you know sit to the board and, and consider a case for a release. So as we speak right now, we don't know okay we don't know when this might happen.
3: And George and the business team definitely will be checking on that uh, for us uh, with the IMF and we'll bring you details as and when we get it. George, what else is in business?
10: Well, coming up in business, IMF awaits deal between Ghana and external creditors to aid disbursement of second tranche of funds. In Bank of Ghana, Governor Dr Ernest Addison justifies the expected interest Cocoa Board is expected to pay on the loan syndication. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Kingdom Books and Stationery, Syntax Tanks, and Pepsident Charcoal and herbo.
3: Imagine strutting into the most anticipated wedding of the year, ah. only to see seven other girls wearing your exact same outfits. Ah.
6: You are special and one-of-a-kind, and that's why whether it's voice, data, or SMS, you get to enjoy personalized offers tailored to your specific needs with MTN Just For You. Dial star 141 hash or select your options on the My MTN app to redeem your unique Just For You package on Ghana's best mobile network,
4: MTN.
0: Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302-764101 764209 or 762792 Visit our website www.kingdomgh.com
6: No matter your water needs, Syntex has it all Syntex Tank was first to introduce Double Layer Tank and now you can have as many layers as you want Syntex Tank was first to introduce White Inner Layer Tanks in Ghana and now introduces the Customer Specs Order which will let you order any color and size you want Syntex Tanks gives you the biggest warranty of 7 years which no other tank gives you So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand choose Syntex Tank Syntex Tank, Stress-Free Syntex Tank, Reliable Syntex Tank, Maximum Guarantee Call 0244-335-168. Kumasi 0505-555-666. Or visit SYNTEXGH.com Syntex Tank. A hey, strong. A hey, tough. It is your time to vote for your assembly members and unit committee members. So get involved and in vote. It's a civic duty required of you a second year. A message from the National Commission for Civic Education, NCCE. Where <laughs> for It's your time to vote for your assembly members and unit committee
11: members.
6: So get involved and vote. A message from the National Commission for Civic Education, NCCE <laughs> As the commander in chief in my house, I always ensure that I give my family the best, and this includes their television viewing. That's why we watch
3: Go TV. <laughs> Go TV gives you all the local drama on Aquaba Magic, and I watch my favorite cartoons on Go TV.
6: Go TV Super Plus in T, I get all the Premier League games, La Liga, Syria, and Europa. This festive season, Yenia Djibruta, Dial, Star 759 Hash, to reconnect today and be part of the excitement. Go TV, love it. Besend them. It's no Hey, Cobna. Hey, me and crow. Complete moving number of Pimusan. you supercident ever. I didn't buy the braille. Who's I it. Sah, the day a mouse you create No, you me, my mother feel yeah, yeah. Pepsodent ever. And a Pepsodent Taco. I've
7: You're gone natural. FDRJ, to
10: Welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, the IMF says it's waiting for some sort of understanding between Ghana and the Official creditor Committee to aid disbursement of the second tranche of funds. Government yet to reach a deal with the partners on restructuring of the external debt. The development has forced the IMF to push its board meeting on Ghana on two separate occasions last month. Julia Kozak is Director of Communications at the IMF and he has been, she has been responding to a question post-posed by joy business during a press conference in washington dc today on the status of the program and disbursement
11: uh, our imf team reached a staff level agreement on the first review under the program and once this review is completed by the board uh, ghana would have access to 600 million dollars in uh financing uh, to ensure com- timely completion of the review official creditors and the ghanaian authorities we'll need to reach agreement on a debt treatment consistent with the objectives of the program and in line with the financing assurances that creditors provided in May of 2023. Discussions between the Ghanaian authorities and the official creditor committee are ongoing. And we certainly hope that an agreement can be reached soon so that we can rapidly bring uh, the program to the board.
10: Julia Kozak is Director of Communications at the IMF responding to a question posed by Joy Business during a press engagement in Washington, D.C., USA Today. Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ernest Addison, has justified the expected interest that Cocoa Board will pay on the syndicated loan. The governor's remarks is coming on the back of reports that Cocoa Board is likely to pay about 8% interest on the $800 million facility for the purchase of cocoa bean for the next crop season. But the governor admits the current challenges facing the economy might have impacted on the cost of borrowing.
17: Obviously, if the uh, Cocoa Board had been able to attract a lower interest, we would all have been happy about that. But under the circumstances, when we have just gone through uh, a debt restructuring and the country's creditworthiness is where it is, it's not surprising that the uh, rate on the syndicated facility is where it is. Having said that, the decision to start borrowing from abroad to finance cocoa purchases was taken, I believe, in 1996 or so, because domestic interest rates were very high. And therefore, if you compared the foreign interest rates relative to the stability of the currency at that time, it made sense to borrow externally to purchase cocoa. What we have been trying to do is to bring interest rates down, bring inflation down domestically. And then, you know, it will make sense to start financing cocoa from domestic sources. Dr. Ernest Addison is governor
10: of the Bank of Ghana. Meanwhile, there are reports that Cocoa Board is likely to sign the loan syndication deal in the coming days. The about $800 million may go a long way to provide the Bank of Ghana with some forex to improve its reserves. This will help the central bank in its student measures to help stabilize the Ghana city. Now, some business interest groups have described as prudent moves to suspend the introduction Legislative instrument for the importation of some uh, goods is coming after government put plans on hold to restrict the importation of some items. Board member of the Food and Beverage Association, John Awuni maintains that government must also
13: work to reduce the cost of production for businesses. We are very open to participate in, in any dialogue regarding that, and we would also uh, offer advice in terms of what we can do in the long term, say five to ten years to achieve that objective, irrespective of the government in power. What we can do to achieve self-sufficiency or about 60-70% self-sufficiency in the poultry sector, in the rice sector, in the tomato sector, in the general food sector, and some of those items that uh, have been listed. If only we do have the competitive uh, advantage, uh, and some of those uh, products that we look at because essentially the fact that we import does not mean that we do will have the opportunity to uh, uh, uh produce
14: to uh, achieve our objective
10: andrew is member of the food and beverage importers association now, government is engaging more airlines flying into Accra to increase their shuttle frequencies and introduce additional flights. Now, the move has been influenced by the increase in requests from tourists and investors to visit Ghana over the past two years. Akosia Ajiman is chief executive of the Ghana Tourism Authority. Somebody wants to come Ghana to come to Ghana
6: sorry and the airlines are full it's full they can't come and so we're working with all these operators for some of them we are engaging that they should uh, they should bring their bigger aircraft uh, some of them we've asked for them to do more flights and so I'm happy that for example British Airways is now doing Gatwick, Gatwick and landing. Um, at some point, they wanted to even add Luton to it. So there has been some engagements. So
10: there, are there plans to add Luton? No, this
6: No, there were some operators, not from British Airways. Some operators were looking at that market. So if we can get more assets, if we can bring back some of the airlines, I mean, I'm happy that almost all the airlines, with the exception of TAG, almost all of them have come
10: back. Gusia Jemani, chief executive of the Ghana Tourism Authority. Let's turn our attention to the stock market. The returns on the market have reached more than 28%. EcoBank shares was down by 6 pesos to close at 5 Ghana cities, 70 pesos. Benz oil pump plantation was up by 5 pesos to close at 20 Ghana cities. And that's all for business on News Night. Back to you, MFA and Events.
3: Thank you, George. That's true. to um, some of your messages, Nana, Spintex Road. It's funny, uh, the NPP inherited an IMF government and will leave us after eight years in the hands of the IMF again, which clearly indicates that the NPP and NDC are both incompetent. That's Nana, Spintex Road. This one says, I'm done voting in Ghana. It's like a wasteful engagement. Minority do not think of the ordinary Ghanaians, he says. Sami in Kumasi, um says the approval of the 2024 budget will not add anything new to our deteriorating condition of living things would rather get worse for us in the years ahead we have one from Nana Ikwia Mwabwating I'll be naive to believe that the NDC can stop the passage of the 2024 budgets they talk as though they have the numbers to stop it and Kofi uh, Seidu in Konongo suspension of the ally is not about a government that listens as the information minister would want Ghanaians to believe but clearly it's about a government who always resorts to knee-jerk approach in solving critical issues some of your messages that you've sent in
12: it's alive live here on Newsnight. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. I and uh, yesterday, uh, this controversy about the anti-gay bill erupted here on Newsnight. We had Sam George on the show uh, accusing the my, majority side of frustrating its passage. And then we had the uh, chairman of that Constitutional uh, Legal Affairs Committee in Parliament coming on to say, well, it is not their priority. Today, he decided to hold an official news conference in Parliament to respond to Sam George. Listen to him.
7: I want to draw the attention of the public that it is not the only bill that has been on our other people. Equally, we have the Interstate Succession Bill 2022 that was introduced in this house, and that one was introduced much earlier before this one, I think one month or two months later. We have the Ghana Industrial Property Office Bill. 2023, and the Chartered Institute of Restructuring and Insolvency Practitioners, Ghana Bill, 2023. And it has spent three weeks on the other paper just for us to go through the second reading of the bill. The instant succession bill was laid before this House. on. We represented a report on 21st of June, 2023.
3: Well, let's bring in Parliamentary Affairs correspondent uh, Kiku Asante, who monitored that particular press conference and also when the issue came up in Parliament. So, Kweku, let's uh, finish off uh, with the press conference. Uh, the chairman was obviously furious about the accusations against him. He's been also warning about politicising the bill. Tell us more.
18: According to Kweku MFR, if some George and his co-sponsors decide that they will politicise this, it will mean that both sides will back each other. And ultimately, because they have the numbers, If it comes to it and it's politicized, they will win and this budget will not pass.
7: It is important to note that all members of parliament agree that we must prosecute this bill. And therefore, I must warn that any attempt that anybody would want to clothe this bill with political colours will suffer non-passage of the bill. I do not understand why some people would want to say, if all Ghanaians. and in fact, when we met as a committee, it is not one-sided hearing. We spent some time on this until we presented our report. Some members of the public are saying, even some Reverend Ministers are saying that this bill is a bad bill and we must not pass it. Most Reverend Ministers are saying it's a good bill, we must pass this bill we must pass a bill that will come into an act that would withstand the test of time. And therefore, we have to iron out all creases. The most serious part of this is that yesterday, I overheard my friend casting insinuations at the first deputy speaker. That is Sam George, saying that when the main speaker, that is the right honorable speaker, is not there, (laughs) then the first deputy speaker or the second deputy speaker wouldn't want to prosecute this. In this House, I am not aware that as a chairman, you just get up, you get to the House, and you prosecute your agenda, irrespective of whether you are ready or not. It is leadership that will decide what we do on daily basis.
3: And after this press conference, uh, just before, after the the approval of the budget, Evans, this issue came up again on the floor. And Kweku, uh, we know that the Speaker first raised concerns about what happened yesterday on the floor uh, when the first Deputy Speaker mentioned that they could not take uh, this particular bill. Tell us more.
18: Yes, the Speaker of Parliament is concerned that the image that is being sent to the public is that Parliament is not really serious about this bill. And that whilst the Speaker of Parliament goes around assuring that this budget could be passed by the end of the year, or by the end of this 8th Parliament, it appears there is no seriousness on the floor. Then, we heard from the first Deputy Speaker, who explained why he had to adjourn the House yesterday. Unfortunately, I'm told that because the Chairman of the
8: Committee was not available, my Deputy Speaker did not permit the bill to be taken. I take that as a decision made in error, because the absence of the chairman of the committee cannot prevent the House from considering the bill. We have done it a number of times, and so it should not be referred to in future as I a precedent, from I think what it you was said, done in error. It
9: appears to me that a report has been given to you which is inaccurate, and indeed the same report has been circulated on earth by the proponents of the bill. Mr. Speaker, first and foremost, as at the time my attention was drawn that um the Member wanted to move the, the bill. There were less than fifty members of us in the House. We didn't have the numbers to do business. Neither did we have the numbers to take a decision. If there were enough members to do business, I would have permitted discussion to be done and defer fair questions. Mr. Speaker. More importantly, it was suggested that let the motion be moved, motion for amendment, be moved by the ranking member that said that the motions were in the name of the chairman. But it was just to save the House from the embarrassment by announcing that we didn't have numbers to take a decision. Mr Speaker, the members of the coalition immediately went to press conference and started making allegations that myself, and the majority, in general, are opposed to the bill. So because When the second reading was and we were all in the House, and my colleagues should tell you my position on the bill, suggested to them that even the thing they are proposing to take out of the bill, if they bring it here, I will reintroduce them. For members to think that because they propose it, it is their property, is wrong.
3: Well, so that's uh, the first deputy speaker after the speaker raised concerns about um, his judgment yesterday or decision yesterday on the floor. Well, I know that Sam George was also invited into this particular issue, even though it
18: wasn't a debate. What was his intervention? Well, Sam George said some of the explanation that had been provided by the first deputy speaker was quite rich. His version to say that were really not accurate.
3: Well, we know also that uh, in all this though, the speaker is hopeful that this particular bill will be passed before parliament rises.
18: Yes, the Speaker of Parliament Aban Baguin, is categorical. He has said this so many times outside of Parliament, he has said this again on the floor, that before Parliament goes on December Christmas break on 22nd, this bill, in its words, will see the light of day. In its where it will be passed.
8: Motion. And we are now emphasizing a lot of openness, transparency, accountability. There are some matters that should not be communicated, but there are some things that people who need to know should know, not everybody. The rest that you stated, please don't let us take some of these issues as precedents. We know that when it comes to consideration stage of deals, Not many members are interested in consideration stage, not only in Ghana, all over the world. That is the practice. So, when you talk about coal, then you are introducing something that could really have a challenge in this house. But it's good that the Fair Deputy Speaker has spoken. The only thing is that Please don't take it as a decent to be insisting that there must always be quorum before we go on with consideration. Consideration stage is an informal stage of the processes of a bill, informal. And so we are looking at those that are technically inclined to do those things and make sure that the writing is captured in the bill. So please, there are many more things we have to do. That is why even we are now trying to formalize the winnowing stage. And so it will now be captured in the new standing orders, winnowing stage of bills. Whatever the situation, I know that nobody in this house is opposed to the bill. And that this bill will see the light of day
3: before we rise. Well, so that's uh, the Speaker of Parliament and uh, this is something we are watching. It's just 20 seconds. Let's see how that goes. Let's do sports now. Musbao, what do we have?
11: Well, is Ghanaian football legend Abedi Pele who has been reacting to the criticisms that has been meted out to his sons, Jordan Ayu and Andre Ayu, over the years. Well, according to him, he says the reason why these his sons have been suffering such criticism is because of how good they are and lots of guineans expect them to deliver whenever they play in fact he adds that he suffered when he played for the black stars so he isn't surprised at all
7: wrong they've never uh, got it wrong but um, what i can say that i, I uh, what i can say is who oh, they've never left me alone When I was playing, it was the same. So
6: I have nothing wrong with it. It's because they know you have it and you can do it. That is why they come at you. If you don't have it, nobody will call your name. If you are determined
18: and you are good.
11: There. Well, uh, briefly, that's all for sports for you, MFA.
3: Thank you, Ms. Baal. Now, let's do Tech Thursday. And we know that as it stands now, Ghana ranks 72nd least corrupt nation out of 180 countries globally. And that's according to the 2022 Corruption Perception Index. Well, there's a way uh, that um, the students of a dujama in the Ashanti region um, are tackling this issue about corruption and, um, you know, educating the young ones. They've developed a gaming app to educate children. Bright Kweku has more
14: the computer game application is designed to test the knowledge base of its users by providing answers to questions relating to corruption and its impact the app also seeks to educate students on waste management in a practical way. Students of Celestial Hope Educational Complex at Edujama are the brains behind the app.
11: We go to the quiz mode, which is about the corruption. So let's go to the quiz mode. So here, a local charity collector. this is a corruption uh,
3: question. So it will be giving time. So you must choose the right answer. So maybe you saw your friend, Sammy, collecting uh, answers or p- taking pictures of their answers. So is it correct or wrong? So when you choose the correct correct answer, then you say, oh, so when I'm in class and my friend is doing this, so I must report so that it will not lead to corruption.
14: Children from 6 to 16, they are more curious and will love to learn about what is happening around the world. So, when they grow with this, it will help them not to practice this, which will help them be patriotic citizens in Ghana. Their prototype is one of the hundreds of technologies developed by schools participating in this year's Ghana Science and Tech Explorer Prize Challenge. For Joy News, my name is Emmanuel Bright Quick.
3: So that's uh, for Tech Thursday, what a way to educate our young ones about corruption. And whilst Evans tries to pull up this particular voice that I would want you to hear, that of the Belgian national identified as spokesperson for this new political group, the New Force, we are told she's currently standing trial for using forged student documents to obtain residence permit in Ghana since 2018. 30-year-old Shalima Abuisi Abuisa is what I'm talking about. She was arrested on Monday, December 4, upon the invitation and interrogation by the Immigration Service, and she's been put before the Karnesha District Court on count of obtaining a student permit by false declaration contrary to the Immigration Act. Well, there's a statement from the new force. James Averji, what does it say?
11: Yes, so MFR, they've also been telling their side of the story. They, uh, The new force says that the lady... Uh, upon uh, investigation was given to the BNI who have kept her in custody since uh, December 4 and for the past four days she's been in custody. She's been denied access to uh, legal representation and uh, they said uh, the uh, security authorities have also gone ahead to search her home without permit and uh, according to them no element of incrimination evidence was found against her. They say that they are keeping her, interrogating her because course uh, the security authorities who want to know more information about who is behind this new force and uh, in their i mean they finally conclude that they what is currently ongoing is an attempt by the government to abuse our laws and its power in order to persecute political opponent uh, they say that quote we explore we deplore the attempt uh, to use mis abuses immigration status as to blackmail hair and they consider that no person should be discriminated against on count of their political opinion or country of origin as guaranteed by the constitution so their actions uh, are morally and legally wrong and undermine the faith in our democracy and so essentially that's what they are saying they have their own side of the story and they think that this is a persecution of their political group
12: well there's a case that has been filed uh, by the state against the uh, this lady and this has been filed at the uh, the kanishi district court in which the state makes the case the republic makes the case that uh, she's 30 year 30 years old and she was arrested when she was invited by the head of the national enforcement section of the immigration headquarters in relation to her immigration status in the country and you know, in the Ghana immigration service, attention was drawn to the activities of this accused person on social media. And she was found in some short video, uh, you know, in circulation, introducing the emergence of a political uh, grouping described as a new force. Now, the uh, immigration then conducted investigations and they claim that that review, that the accused first came to Ghana on the 4th of September uh, through the Kutuka International Airport and has since been a regular visitor to Ghana. And uh, that, that they did further checks from the uh, college where she's attending uh, school and it became a resident in Ghana at the Ghana Christian University College through that uh, education institution. And that the document reportedly issued by the college to support her application Uh, for residence permit are forged. So that's the basis of the arrest. And if you haven't heard, the video that the case in court references is this one.
15: ...person of the new force. The campaign of the new force has generated the most conversations in recent times. The agenda is simple. It is that of the people of Ghana. To look at our current state and how to attain the aspirations of the people.
3: And that's how we wrap up today's edition of News Night. Well, we are not back tomorrow, but we have Ghana Connect um, tomorrow at 6 p.m. And guess who is on Personality Profile today? I want to cry, but it's fine. Sami Forsin is on Personality Profile. You know that he's hanging his earphones yep. today. And that makes me so sad. What happened to my Saturday mornings? What happened to my. Weekday afternoons, Ignition, and then also a weekend city show. Well, let's hear all about his journey on personality profile with Lexus Bill Tuesday. I am Emma Papal.